<sighs> wow, Drama tired much? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was up all night finishing a few things I had due today. I honestly have no reason to complain. I knew about them for weeks, but I always leave things for the last minute. Ooh, so you're a procrastinator, huh? Not even gonna deny it. I really am. I don't really know why I procrastinate, but it just kinda happens. You think you could help me out, Angel? You know what, Drema? I think I can. How about you sit back and relax? Seems like you've had a long night. <laughs> Welcome back to Gold Diggers. This is the second season of a podcast now written and produced by 24 female psychology majors at the University of Georgia. Guided by our amazing and slightly hyperactive professor, Dr. Michelle Van Dellen. In the last season, students dug deep into the psychology of goals and self-control. This season, we'll be translating research and handing out scientifically based tools to help you achieve all kinds of different goals. So grab a shovel and come with us as we unearth nuggets of knowledge to guide you down the road of achieving your goals. Welcome to Gold Diggers Round 2. Goals! Can you dig it? Hello listeners, glad you could make it back. I'm pretty sure many of you could identify with Dreama's situation earlier, which is why we are bringing you to our procrastination episode. Something that I think many of you can relate to. Procrastination? What is it? And how do we keep from it? This week, our team decided to dive into the science behind procrastination. So, now that we are all on the same page, let's refer to procrastination as a delay in beginning or completing a course of action despite being worse off for the delay. So why do we procrastinate? Although there are many reasons, Two major components of procrastination are rumination and poor time management. Research says rumination, which is a mindset in which a person focuses on a problem rather than finding a solution for it, is associated with procrastination. It has been shown that people who have high levels of rumination tend to be slower decision makers and more afraid of failing, which are qualities that delay productivity. The other factor that contributes to procrastination is poor time management. People with poor time management skills also show a higher tendency to procrastinate. Poor time management and rumination alone are capable of sabotaging your goals or causing you psychological distress. Good news is strategies have been introduced over the years, both in the science world and online. Some of these strategies include assessment resolution journaling, setting many goals, and having a Sunday meeting. Although we will go more in depth later in this episode, here are some quick summaries about these strategies. The assessment resolution journal is a strategy to help with those who procrastinate as a result of anxiety and stress. Essentially, it is a journaling process that forces you to plan for a goal instead of overthinking it. Many goals is another tactic we tried in order to combat procrastination, where an ultimate goal is broken down into sub-goals or smaller goals that act as guiding steps to eventually achieving that ultimate goal. The last tactic we tried is called the Sunday meeting, where you take one hour on a Sunday or any day of your choosing and map out everything that needs to be done throughout the week, allotting time for each activity. Madeline, Bethel, Eve, and Catherine tried out these strategies that targeted rumination or poor time management to see if they would actually reduce procrastination. Curious? So are we. Let's hear what they have to say. 
First up, we have Madeline, who did assessment resolution journaling to try and minimize her anxiety and avoid procrastination. Madeline, could you start us off by telling us what an assessment resolution journal is and how it played out in your week? Yeah, so basically AR journaling is a tactic I found in a study on nudging self-control. In the study, participants were asked to answer two questions about the reported goals in a journal. First, what might help them achieve said goal? And second, how are they going to accomplish it? The first question is an assessment of their goal, and the second question was asking about the resolution to help them achieve their goal. While I started off using these questions, I found that my own entries evolved as the week went on. I divided my journal into two sections, the assessment section and the resolution section. I summarized the progress I wanted to make towards my goal in the assessment section. Then in the resolution section, I wrote a to-do list and laid out plans to achieve my goal. I see, so what made you wanna try it? In the study I mentioned earlier, Fishbach and Hoffman covered a lot of interesting information. But the idea that caught my attention was that people with increased levels of anxiety tend to be high assessors, who struggle to reach the resolution stage of overcoming a problem. What that basically means is that anxious people tend to overthink and become overwhelmed by a problem, which inhibits them from coming up with a solution for it. Fishbach and Hoffman proposed that their AR journaling intervention, which encourages the transition from overthinking a problem to resolving it, may be beneficial for people who are high assessors. Reading this description, I immediately identified with the dilemma of being a high assessor, and I wanted to see if their journaling strategy would help me overcome some of the procrastination that stems from my anxiety and tendency to ruminate. And do you feel like the journaling helped? I do, yeah. Overall, I feel like it went well. Although I will say that it felt a little redundant initially. It was kind of like, why am I even doing this? But halfway through the week, I went to my classroom and realized that I'd messed up on a huge portion of my project. I was freaking out because I'd been planning on making all this progress, but instead I had to spend the rest of my class fixing my mistakes. It was really defeating and it just left me feeling super anxious. Later that night, I sat down to do my journal entry and as I wrote, I found that it forced me to reassess the altered situation and come up with a different way to resolve it. It made me realize that everybody has a plan until they get thrown a curveball. For people like me, we get really thrown off by those sorts of things. They push us off balance and we have a really hard time regaining it. And I think the beauty of the journal is that it accounts for the fact that we don't live in a predictable world. Things change, plans become irrelevant, and the unexpected happens, and we have to reassess and adapt. I think the journal prevented me from getting hung up on those changes and put me into problem-solving mode. I really felt like that transition to a more productive state of mind reduced my tendency to overthink and push things off. Would you recommend it to other people who struggle with anxiety and overthinking? So far, yes, definitely. I think that I procrastinate because when I encounter a big task, I think, oh, that is so stressful, I'm just gonna do it later. I procrastinate to avoid that feeling of anxiety. And I think that's why the journal worked so well for me. It forced me to just plan ahead for the stressful thing rather than letting me avoid it. If you identify with my story, I think it definitely would be helpful. Overall, the journaling strategy forced Madeline to work around the obstacles that popped up throughout the week. By working around the obstacles she encountered during the week instead of getting overwhelmed by them, Madeline was able to minimize rumination and, as a result, reduce procrastination. Now let's dig into the research behind that strategy a little bit more. We know that anxiety and rumination are linked with procrastination. Specifically, rumination, which is basically having repetitive thoughts and or overthinking, mediates the relationship between procrastination and anxiety. 
Like Madeline said, people who struggle with anxiety and rumination tend to be high assessors, meaning they focus on a problem more than they do on solving it. These are the people who should find particular benefit in the assessment resolution journal, as it could reduce rumination by encouraging problem solving and effectively allowing high assessors to achieve their goals more easily. Madeline said that she felt the journal reduced her procrastination by encouraging her to focus on the solution rather than on the problem itself. Because she was focused on problem solving, she ruminated less and didn't overthink as much. With lower anxiety about the problems she encountered and increased attention on solving them to pursue her goal, Madeline was able to achieve that goal. Next, we have Bethel, who set many goals for herself to get her motivated to do her work and procrastinate less. Bethel, could you explain a little about what your goal was and the strategy you chose for your goal? So my goal for the week was to lead a healthier lifestyle by being more active and eating clean. Honestly, this goal for me is like that one New Year's resolution everybody sets, but forgets about two weeks later. I never really made it a priority, considering I'm always either working or in class. With that being said, I usually have some time throughout the week in which I could dedicate to exercise and investing in healthy food. But I always seem to put it off by making excuses that I was either too tired or it was too late. I wanted to try this challenge out with my goal and see if I can motivate myself to procrastinate less. To help me get started, I read a study about growth goals, where the author had students set goals for themselves and then had them sit down and break down their main goal into sub-goals. That seemed intriguing to me, which is why I wanted to try a similar type of mini-goal strategy to work on my health goal. How did you set up your mini goals and keep track of your progress? Okay, so I made a series of steps that were basically like little baby goals of my main objective to slowly try and achieve what I wanted. For the seven days I did this, I set up little checkpoints to make sure I was on track to eventually achieving my goal. For example, my first day was a Wednesday and I wanted to start off slow. I chose to incorporate exercise throughout my day rather than going out of my way to exercise. So rather than taking a bus to class, I walked those two miles instead. The next day, I not only walked those two miles to class, but I woke up a bit earlier that morning to do a few stretches, a mini goal I had set for myself for day two. So just like those first two days, I continued to incorporate things like push-ups and cardio each day for the week that I tried this strategy for. Well, listening to Madeline, it seemed like her strategy was affected by her environment. Can you relate to this? My environment affected my mood and motivation, which were definitely my biggest obstacles. There were so many days where I just wanted to go to bed or I had other work to finish and I didn't feel like my health was a priority. In those times, my motivation was impaired. On a good day, I was all for getting fit and going out for a run because my mind was less cluttered and I could think clearly. But whenever I was feeling down, tired, or overwhelmed, I had no motivation whatsoever to get up and work out. I would sometimes start to reevaluate how necessary it was for me to keep my goals, asking myself, do I really need to be healthy, or I'm just here for a good time, not a long time, so screw it. And same for trying to eat healthier. Sometimes the temptation for tasty foods was stronger than my goal to stay healthy, especially on stressful days. Many goals helped me have the motivation to work out. It made the task of exercise more achievable than going all in at once and becoming overwhelmed by it all. Girl, same. So given that motivation and mood were the hardest parts of this challenge, what do you think was your biggest motivator to help you get through the week? To be honest, what motivated me the most was the accountability of doing the challenge for this class project. If this was self-led and I didn't have others expecting me to show up with my goal, I would be way more likely to procrastinate. 
I think motivation and where the motivation comes from is a huge factor when it comes to this strategy because you not only have to put in the work to come up with these goals, but you have to be able to keep it up continuously to eventually meet that goal. For this specific goal, I did have motivation, but it would depend on my mood on that day. It was also hard because the results when it comes to exercise take much longer to see than something like writing an essay. Not getting the immediate satisfaction makes it easier to put off working out. Mini goals was a good way for me to make that task more achievable by simplifying the demands of that goal. I've learned maintaining motivation is a work in progress. Okay, so now that we have a good basis on what you did and how you felt about it, let me ask you, how can this help someone with a procrastination problem? I think more than anything, it's important to have an even and set timeline along with a task and deadline for whatever it is someone is working on. The mini goal strategy I used not only did a good job of stating what my task was, but it also made me come up with the concrete steps that seemed like little achievements to my overall goal. But you talked about motivation earlier and how, without the pressure of getting it done for the podcast, you might not have stuck with the strategy. For someone who lacks motivation, ultimately leading them to procrastinate, what about motivation causes procrastination and how can you motivate yourself? So one of the articles I read actually breaks motivation down into a formula. Yes, an actual formula. It explains that motivation increases when people are sure of getting a hold of the outcome that they want. However, motivation decreases when there's a lot of time between the start of pursuing your goal and the time where you actually get to the end. Which makes a lot of sense when putting it in the context of my challenge. I had no end date for my health goal. Because it seems like I'll never get to my goal weight or desired health level, my motivation is impaired. On the other hand, if this were put into the context of a project that had a set due date three days from now, then obviously my motivation to get it done would be much higher. Now what does this have to do with procrastination? Procrastinators struggle to focus their effort on deadlines that are not immediately up and coming. Ultimately, this causes self-regulatory failure. In other words, we fail to keep from procrastination because the deadline is so far from us to even fathom thinking about finishing our work. To combat procrastination, we need to keep ourselves in check. Many goals do this because they give us clear checkpoints of our progress. More than anything, I think the strategy allows for a shorter timeline of a specific goal and allows for work to get done in increments in order to decrease procrastination. So all in all, based on Bethel's experience, it seemed like many goals can be effective for those who have motivation problems and can't help but leave things to the last minute. I do the same, so this might help me. As she explained, you should try it out if you have something due in a few weeks by mapping out a rough timeline to have good progress on your assignments. Eve also tried a time management strategy to avoid procrastinating, the Sunday meeting. Do you guys mind starting off by explaining what the Sunday meeting is? Yeah, of course. The Sunday meeting is a time management strategy that was introduced by the National Center for Faculty Development and Diversity. It basically breaks down your week based on three categories. What you need to do, like going to appointments and class and work. What you should do, like grocery shopping or laundry. And what you want to do, like having coffee or going out with your friends. It's a way to put everything you have to do on paper and get your week organized hour by hour. It also puts a time limit on planning, so it forces you not to overthink things as you organize your week. The thinking here is that the better you organize and manage your time, the less room you'll allow yourself to put off a task and therefore prevent procrastination. Why did you decide to do this strategy? Yeah, so I didn't read about the Sunday meeting in any article or study. So it's technically not supported by any empirical evidence, 
but it is accepted by a lot of people as a real way to improve time management. And I think that's why I decided to try it, because it sounded like it would help solve a lot of my problems. Do you think it worked well with what your goals were? You know what? It really didn't. The specific week that we did these challenges was a really busy and stressful week for me. So just to give some background, I'm applying for nursing schools, and for one of the applications, I had to write an essay. And I knew about this for months, and somehow still procrastinated and put it off to the last minute. So I prioritized the essay above everything else, and it ended up taking most of my time, mostly because I was determined to write it perfectly to maximize my chances of getting into nursing school. But everything I wrote seemed like it wasn't good enough. I was putting so much pressure on that essay, and this caused a domino effect in everything I needed to do throughout the week. Like the time I used to write my essay used up the time I had blocked out to do other things, like getting homework done early and studying for a test. Basically, completing the essay by the deadline trumped anything else I had to do. But it took way longer than anticipated since everything I wrote didn't seem like it was good enough. And really, that's where I ran into problems with this ending meeting. Why didn't it work for you? So I admit, I'm pretty chaotic when it comes to schoolwork. Like, I don't really have a plan. I just kind of do it all at once. As you might expect, the success rate of that is not great. But since I get everything done eventually, I don't really feel the need to be super organized, even though I know it'll help me in the long run. So the Sunday meeting should have forced me to organize and prioritize my tasks and obligations, but the nursing school essay really sabotaged my week. When it comes to important stuff like that, I can't seem to let go of the fear that something bad will happen if it's not perfect. In my case, not getting into nursing school, which has been a goal of mine for a really long time. I know I'm not the only one that feels this way, especially when it comes to stuff like that, but it still sucks. <laughs> that irrational fear of failure just constantly looming over your head. Like, no matter how much time I put aside to get my essay done, I just couldn't even start. Like, in my case, my future was on the line, and I was afraid of failing. So that's really where the strategy broke down for me. I had a clear list of what I needed to do, but my fear of failure and perfectionism were so strong that I just couldn't follow my plan. Eve tried a strategy to help her poor time management skills when the root of her procrastination was not a time management issue. If you are going to take away anything from Eve's experience, it should be this. The most important thing to ask yourself when choosing an anti-procrastination strategy is why do you procrastinate? The Sunday meeting didn't work for Eve because she didn't know the true origin of her procrastination. In order for a strategy to work, you must find out how and why you procrastinate. Is it a time management issue? A prioritization issue? A motivation issue? Answer that first then choose your strategy. Eve said some words and phrases in her interview like perfectionism and fear of failure, both of which are psychological phenomena that happen to many of us and contribute to procrastination. Let's start by unpacking this perfectionism idea. It is the irrational belief that nothing you do will be good enough, leading to procrastination. This overemphasis on a task makes it easier to put off. Next, we'll dig into this fear of failure concept, which was the main cause of Eve's procrastination. You are less likely to complete a task if you're afraid of harsh judgment by important people or that something bad might happen as a result. If you are too afraid you'll fail at a task, it creates negative emotions within you, so you avoid those emotions by not doing the task. These irrational beliefs that lead to maladaptive behaviors are the backing of this fear of failure idea. 
a way to combat this is to think of yourself as a smarter and more confident version of yourself. It has been shown that people who have higher perceived competence are less likely to fall into this fear of failure trap. People like this are less likely to exaggerate the importance of a task and therefore will be more likely to complete it on time. Wait, so did Eve get her nursing school essay done? I'm on the edge of my seat here. I don't know. Let's ask her. Yes, I did get everything turned in on time, thank goodness. Oh, I'm so glad. I know it's hard to overcome your own mind sometimes. You are your worst critic, after all. So we heard Eve's experience with the Sunday meeting and how it wasn't the best strategy for her. However, we had another teammate try the strategy, and it did work pretty well for her. Catherine, could you first start off with explaining your definition of this strategy? Yeah, so as Eve said earlier, the Sunday meeting is a time management strategy where you plan your week ahead of time by organizing your tasks by prioritization in order to get everything done in a timely manner. The Sunday meeting can be an effective intervention to encourage persistence, avoid distractions, and institute focused and driven behavior to achieve goals. Can you tell us how this strategy worked out for you in regards to managing your time and achieving your goals? I have to say that using this strategy really helped me manage my time in a more efficient way, which is something that I used to struggle with in the past. I found that it increased my motivation to reduce my procrastination by improving my time management. Having my whole week planned ahead of time made me feel more motivated to get everything done and stay on track to achieving my goals. It's great to hear that this strategy helped target your time management problem. Were there any obstacles that you encountered? Oh, I definitely encountered a lot of obstacles while trying to implement this strategy into my life. My main one was being motivated to stay on track and not giving in to temptations or distractions that would come my way. For example, I would get invited to go out with my friends or I would just constantly check social media. As much as I wanted to do these things, I needed to persevere and maintain self-control. At the end of the day, when I would look at my calendar and see that I successfully completed all my tasks, I felt accomplished and it made me want to do it again. There were times, however, when unexpected things would pop up and it would interfere with my schedule and it would start to feel overwhelmed. I found that I just really needed to sit down, relax, and readjust my schedule. I still have chaotic days, but I've been able to manage them and be more flexible with myself and my schedule. How do you think you could improve this method to better fit your personality or needs? Well, personally, the only thing that I really feel that I needed to adjust was having more flexibility in my schedule in case anything unexpected ever came up. Everyone has their own thing going on, so it really just comes down to knowing what works best for them. I think that the Sunday meeting is a well-thought-out strategy for those who struggle with time management, and I would highly recommend trying out this strategy and then seeing how it goes from there. It might or might not fit your needs. You'll never know unless you try. So we heard Catherine's experience with the Sunday meeting and how it helped target her time management issue. She mentioned that it helped her strengthen her self-regulatory skills and to reduce her procrastination, which is regarded as a deficit within self-regulation. This may sound like a lot to digest, but let's break it down and deduce why it facilitated her self-regulation. One of the theories we came across while researching was a process model of self-regulated learning. 
This model is defined as a repeating cycle and explains how we can learn from our past mistakes or experiences and use them as feedback to make adjustments to any current or future goals. It's broken down into three phases, the forethought phase, the performance phase, and the self-reflection phase. The forethought phase is considered as the before learning activity where you prepare your actions before actually getting into your goal. This can include coming up with a strategic plan or even keeping a diary. In Catherine's case, this would be using the Sunday meeting as a strategic planning method. The performance phase is where the learning takes place and where you track your progress. Strategies for this phase include self-recording, like keeping a diary or a planner, for example. For Catherine, it was making her schedule and trying to keep herself on track and completing her tasks for each day, regardless of the obstacles that she would encounter. Temptations and distractions tested Catherine's perseverance, but she stayed determined to overcome them in order to attain her goals. The third phase, self-reflection, occurs after the learning activity. This is where you reflect back and analyze your performance and see what can be changed for the future. The name itself explains what processes take place, such as self-judgment and guess what? Self-reflection. During Catherine's trial of the Sunday meeting, she became aware that she had to be a little more flexible with her time scheduling in order for this to work with her needs. Whenever something unexpected would occur, she didn't allow it to interfere with her schedule. Instead, she would go about trying to make it work into her schedule. This process then influences going back to the forethought phase and then repeats the cycle all over again. So Dreama, now that you've heard all of this, what do you think? I know that I definitely have to try one of these strategies soon. Sounds like it could positively affect my daily life. Honestly, this was so helpful to hear. I definitely resonated with a lot of what they said. Yeah, so did I. I think the thing about this topic is that it's so widespread. Like you'll go to work or class and there's always someone who says they waited to the last minute to do something and almost everyone can relate. It's nice to hear people like me testing different ways to combat procrastination. I know, right? So wait, with that being said, what was your favorite strategy from this episode? Something that you might actually try for yourself. Mm, that's a great question. I loved all of them and I really see the benefits in each one. The Sunday meeting and the mini goals would be great um, as I really have motivation to get anything done unless it's the night before. Me too. Or sometimes even hours before. <laughs> um, it was interesting to hear smart ways to trick my brain into working ahead of time, but I will have to say the assessment and resolution journal would be the way to go for me since I think for myself, it would be most beneficial to go through that process of figuring out what I need to get done and then immediately figuring it out so I don't have to worry about it later. I think it just gets the hard stuff out of the way and just leaves the actual accomplishment of the project to get done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely agree with you on those reasonings. Although for me, I would have to try the Sunday meeting or the mini goals first. You may have related a little more than you expected. Hopefully the stories from our team members resonated with you too. We all have goals that we aim for, whether academic, health-related, or work-related, and for some of us, the journey is longer than others. Tactics like setting a Sunday meeting, making mini goals, and keeping an assessment resolution journal with the right mindset and motivation 
could potentially help with these issues that you have with time management and make your journey a little bit smoother. We're all out here trying to make our mark on the world, but how will you make your mark if you're putting it off until tomorrow? Thank you so much for tuning in to our latest episode of Gold Diggers. This week's episode was written and produced by Eve D'Agostino, Bethel Asafa, Madeline Butler, and Catherine Flores. You can check our show notes out on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Gold Diggers Podcast. Keep on digging!